Ka-ching! Ka-ching! Bling! 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 This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by Society6.com, a marketplace that currently houses the art of 250,000 different artists. You can participate by purchasing their work. Each piece is extremely unique in that they're made to order, and for every purchase made, an artist is paid. You get a special deal because if you go to society6.com slash manrepeller and enter the code manrepeller at checkout, you get 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's society6.com slash manrepeller, entering the code manrepeller, and then getting 20 off and free shipping. I don't know what's better than that. Amplify your lifestyle with the perfect artwork. Don't wait. Discover. Do you ever feel like the sum of your thoughts are actually regurgitations of things you've been told or heard that you've internalized for one reason or another and plastered inside yourself as if it's your own truth? That's the very dramatic question that I am launching this week's episode of Monocycle with. Welcome back, by the way, to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller, Hosted by Leandra Medine or Malcolm Gladwell. You can call me whatever you want. So let's go back to that initial question that I asked. I asked it because I was thinking about what I wanted to cover this week on Monocycle. The topics on my mind were relationships with moms, career stuff, what success means, both relative to your career and not, and especially not actually, boundaries versus restrictions because they're different. But the thing that keeps coming up for me is this thought about competitiveness. Competitiveness for me is coming up in the context of female friendships. I either want to be the best or the worst because mediocrity is so boring and it also feels kind of dangerous. But see, As I say those things, and I feel like I'm saying them with conviction, and I feel like they're important parts of my quote-unquote truth, I don't know if they actually describe me. I think one time I heard someone that I respect say something to the effect of, I'm not a competitive person, I either want to be the best or the worst, and I liked the sound of it, so I internalized it as my own truth, even though it's not. Because when I think really hard, when I dig down into the guts of my belly, the truth is, yeah, I'd like to be the best. Who doesn't want to be the best? Never would I really want to be the worst. And while I'm not thrilled about mediocrity, I'm not necessarily afraid of being mediocre. As a matter of fact, I think I welcome it where it pops up. And it does pop up, like for example, in the kitchen. I'm certainly not the best cook, but I wouldn't say that I'm the worst cook. I'm somewhere sandwiched just in between. Like if you come over for dinner, the meal probably won't leave an impression on you. Maybe the conversation will, but the meal will not. And I don't really care. So is that just because I don't care about the areas where it pops up? Is that why I'm okay with it? Sometimes I wonder if the sum of my thoughts are dazzlingly unoriginal, if they're actually completely regurgitations of musings I have collected over the past several years. Do you ever feel like this? Is it problematic to feel this way? Maybe as humans, we have to try on the way that other people describe their experiences to determine our own, to describe our own, to discuss our own. Because it's true that other people can say stuff that we're thinking but are having trouble articulating. Maybe sometimes I do that for you. I'm sure that on many occasions, if you are a regular commenter, you have done that for me. Is there even an original thought out there? Does a bear shit in the woods? Will Malcolm Gladwell ever try to have me arrested for identity theft? 
These are the questions that keep me up at night. But let's go back to that point about female friendship for a second that I mentioned earlier in the episode. The reason this piece about being competitive even came up is because a couple of weekends ago, I started to notice some qualities that I'm sure I hate in myself. The reason they came up is because I ran into an old friend who isn't even actually a friend, is more like an old classmate who I used to exchange regular pleasantries with in high school. And I don't blame her for bringing them out in me. She doesn't control my feelings or my thoughts, how I think. Triggers are triggers, you know what I mean? But I wondered why she made me start to feel competitive again, why she brought out these qualities in myself that I feel like have been laying dormant for so long that I haven't had to deal with or navigate since I was like 16 years old. And then I thought about this concept of being competitive, and I remembered that I was someone in high school, in middle school, in lower school, who always preferred solitary sports to team sports because I feared for the sake of the competitive people who would invariably end up on whatever team I ended up on. And the reason I feared for their sake is because I knew they wouldn't be comfortable with the way that I play sports. My strategy involves befriending the opponent, not telling them that they're going down, not trying so hard to build this brick-ass wall between us that we can't even be friends after the sum of the game is over. But I'll also admit, though, that growing up I was really sensitive. I felt threatened a lot, like afraid of losing my place at the quote-unquote lunch table, so to speak. This could be an indication that I was in bad friendships, but more likely than that, it's an indication that girls can be kind of mean. Even though I wasn't competitive as a sportsman, in my friendships, I did seem to want to always be the best friend to everyone. Eventually, I did find my people, the friends who became my sisters, but I was still always on alert, and the competitive Spidey Sense stuff started to come up a lot, a lot, a lot here. I was afraid they'd replace me. We were a group of three friends. They never gave me a reason to think they were going to cut me out, and they were always extremely accommodating of my neuroses, which is really thoughtful now that I think about it. I remember when I was a bit younger, we must have been in 11th or 12th grade, I had this uh, looming fear that eventually these two friends would end up being family and I would be axed out. And lo and behold, two years ago, best friend A, let's call her that, married best friend B's first cousin. Of course, by then, I was thrilled as hell for her. I had evolved past these weird, nasty feelings of jealousy and angst and insecurity. I thought I had broken through that wall completely, that those days and the feelings and everything about being young and confused and insecure and competitive and nasty and angry and threatened was all over. It was all behind me. I had broken through that wall. But then, you know, those familiar feelings popped up a few weekends ago, and it was kind of... It was kind of wild to see these qualities come out in myself again. In feeling like a high school girl again, I realized I hadn't truly graduated from being that insecure girl. I had really just masked that part of myself really well. I buried it over things that became more important, like getting into college and making new friends and finding good internships and then making new friends again and then starting a career and then networking and then finding a husband and then building a family and then maintaining that husband and the career. But I'm starting to wonder in the wake of that recent trigger if we ever really change. You know, we talk so much about doing work on ourselves to eradicate the things that we hate, but can we ever actually get rid of pieces that are truly etched into who we are? And who we are is who we are. That blueprint doesn't really change, and and that's not a bad thing. For the sake of this episode, I'm going to say that I don't think we should try to. 
What we should do, really, is probably learn to better manage the parts of ourselves we have a hard time with, but recognize that they don't go away. They never actually go away. So no matter what I do, how much I accomplish, how polished I force myself to become, that insecure high school girl is always going to hang out and live inside of me. She's going to hate team basketball and call herself anti-competitive, but then go to the lunchroom, find that her seat has been taken at the lunch table, and grab that girl by the ear and lift her up. Can you be competitive in one area of your life and not in your other? I don't really know. That insecure high school girl will still hang out and live inside of me. If I could give her advice now, 10, 15 years later, would I? What would I say to her? Maybe it would just be to chill out. Stop trying to put herself in boxes and understand who she is and what she is. She's got a lot of time to discover herself. I'll take care of it for you, sister. You just hang out. Enjoy being a kid. Actually, you know, to bring this way back around, I'm pretty sure that advice is actually advice that I heard Alanis Morissette give to her younger self on Oprah's podcast a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to ask again, are there original thoughts? And now here we are at the end of the episode. You must be kind of confused. I know I am. I only slept like five hours last night. Now I'm wearing a white t-shirt and white boxer shorts and red Birkenstocks. And I think I'm going to go get pancakes. Signing off, Barack Obama.